I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap Podcast, part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. I am your host, Keaton DeRocher, and with me, as always, is Shelley Verstraight. Uh, nice to be back. Uh, I think the past couple we had... Uh, I was out, and then you were out. Yeah. Nice to be back together. And what was actually yeah. a pretty entertaining series here with the Blue Jays. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we uh, we actually won some games, so that's, that's always a good thing. Yeah, massive five-game series. Red Sox took two out of three. We'll go through each one of those, uh, starting with game on Thursday, in which uh, the Blue Jays won six to two in extras. Um it was kind of, I mean, it was an entertaining series. It was kind of interesting that um, the Red Sox were in some low-scoring battles. Uh, this game was 2-2 two to two. after the ninth. Obviously, it didn't end up as quite a close game, but this is something that we have not seen from the Red Sox much at all this year. It's kind yeah. of like being in a pitcher's duel, and uh, Martin Perez um, threw what was possibly the best outing of the of his time with the Red Sox, took a no-hitter into the fifth sixth i think yeah i think it was the fifth yeah yeah gave up only three hits one run uh did walk three but struck out five um and really kind of kept the red sox in this kept the toronto's massive offense at bay uh taiwan walker 
pitched pretty well. A new acquisition for Toronto just before the trade deadline. Pitched five and two-thirds, gave up six hits, only two earned, one walk, four strikeouts. Really what ended up being the difference was the guy that uh, Shelly and I have loved watching so far this year hit his first roadblock. Uh, Phillips Valdez ended up giving up all four runs that made up the difference in the 10th. Um, Shelly, what do you think of Valdez's performance here and his first kind of uh, stumbling block here this season? Um, I mean, you kind of knew that it was coming because, I mean, uh, we're not, you know, we're not watching like Jacob deGrom here. So you knew that (laughs) (laughs) we knew something was going to happen. And unfortunately, this is the game that it did happen. And it really did, you know, just, just, it was a really a bad time for it to happen, especially with Martin Perez, you know, just going like what, five innings with no hit. So it just kind of sucks that this is the game that it happened. But, I mean, he still has a two ERA, so it's okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, on the whole, he's pitched just incredibly well, been really effective. Um, coming into the game, he had uh, 23 strikeouts and nine walks. Uh, hadn't really been hit by the walk bug yet. Uh, his control had been pretty decent. Uh, and then, of course, he walks three batters and then gives up four runs. <laughs> so, uh, something that has been a plague of the entire Red Sox staff is walks. And we've just kind of come accustomed to that. But uh, the Red Sox left a season-high 25 men on base, which really hurts in a game where he only needed one in the first nine to, to take the win there. So that's a brutal loss there, which um, was kind of the theme for both of these teams. Uh, some entertaining, brutal losses there. But yeah. game one overall, pretty entertaining. Nice to see the Red Sox kind of in that pitcher's duel. The bullpen, Valdez, uh, with the exception of Valdez, uh, pitched pretty well. Uh, Austin Bryce, Pitched a third of an inning, uh, did give up one run, but then Brazier settled down, went a clean inning. Barnes went a clean inning. It was nice to see. He struck out the side in his inning, which was nice to see for both of those guys kind of get right back on track here. Um, and that pretty much wraps up. Oh, home runs. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr. had a home run. Yeah. And uh, Teoscar Hernandez continued. I believe he's leading the AL in home runs now, which is a little wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was good to see uh, J.D. Martinez go three for five. Um, yes. He's, he's had, like, a really, really tough season. But to see him kind of, you know, get some hits going there, it's just I'm sure he feels great about it, and it was great to see. Yeah, it sure was. Then in the first game of the doubleheader on Friday, we had uh, Ross Stripling against Chris Mazza and or Ryan Mazza. I forgot what his first name is. Anyway, doesn't really matter. Uh, he went four innings and gave up one run one run for the Red Sox. And again, a 3-2 win for the Red Sox. Another low-scoring game, uh, seven-inning game. Uh, Stripling, which I believe was his first start for the Blue Jays as a newly acquired pitcher there, went four and a third and gave up three, with two walks, four strikeouts. Uh, and then Reed Foley and Font finished the game for Toronto. For the Red Sox, Josh Taylor went a clean inning. Uh, Lair just has kind of continued to struggle. He went an inning, gave up a run, and then Matt Barnes closed the door for the save. Really nice to see Barnes get back-to-back 
strong, solid, clean outings here to kind of settle himself down. His ERA is now down to four and a half, which is actually quite a big dip. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really great to see. I mean, you're seeing strikeouts, uh, you're seeing very little to no walks, and maybe a hit or two. So this is the Barnes that we kind of really expect to see. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's been uh, these past two games, it's been really good. Oh, Chris Moza, I had that right the first time. <laughs> Such a fool. There's so many just dudes in this bullpen that I kind of psyched myself out. Exactly. <laughs> uh, home runs. Uh, stop me if you heard this before. Roddy Talese went deep against the Red Sox. So uh, That dude, <laughs> man. I mean, if you ever play DFS and you see <laughs> that the you know Blue Jays are playing uh, the Red Sox, just put uh, Talese in your lineup. Seriously. I don't know what to say about it anymore. Like You would think eventually it would stop, but it just doesn't. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but... There you go. None for the Red Sox, but they did get the win. Great for them. Uh, Yario Munoz kind of continued his hot streak. He ended up having six hits on the day. Uh, went three for four in game one and then had three more hits in game two, um, which I guess we can jump into right now. Blue Jays took that game eight to seven in the shortened seven innings. Um, Munoz there went three for three with three RBIs and a home run. Um, really starting to kind of carve out his role with the Red Sox. Uh, Zach Godley fell to 0-4. He went three innings, gave up four runs, which has kind of just been par for the course. Godley's yep. ERA now sits at a tidy 8.16. Uh, Tanner Roark also kind of struggled here. Uh, four and a third, gave up four earned, but did strike out six. Um, but it was really the bats for both teams that did a lot of the damage. Uh, old friend Travis Shaw hit one. Danny Jansen hit one. For Toronto, uh, Munoz was the only home, run, only home run for the Red Sox. Um, but other strong performances, Michael Chavis went two for three. Um, Ploiecki went two for four. Verdugo went two for three. A uh, lot of hits for the Red Sox here uh, in an offense that really, I mean, there's a couple low-scoring games in the series, but overall the offense was not the issue here. They scored a lot of runs. Uh, and this they were able to put up seven in a seven-inning game. But unfortunately, the, the pitching just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just need to get your opinion on something. Uh, Plowecki. Like, yeah. how, I, I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him. I mean, I know he doesn't get too much time. I mean, because Christian Vasquez is, you know, pretty good behind the dish. But, I mean, I've really liked what he's uh, put together this season. Yeah, I have too. Um, you know, he's been mostly a starter, uh, kind of platoon here the, the past couple of years. But... Um, he might be playing his way into a starting role with someone else after the season. Yeah. But um, just because and we on the the Red Seat podcast, Jake and I kind of went through the top tier of catchers and kind of slotted where we thought Vasquez fit. And we had him as like back-end top five catcher in the league. So it's it's tough to, to see him getting a lot of playing time over Vasquez. But he's made the most of the time that he has had, and I would love to have him back. I'm just – I feel like he's probably playing his way into a starting role somewhere else. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, you're you're probably right, and that kind of make that makes me sad because I mean I've just been like, really impressed with his. I mean, because he's not getting everyday playing time, so I, I'm sure yeah. that's really hard for a hitter and especially a catcher. So I've been really impressed, but good for him. Yeah, I have as well. Uh, I believe that wraps up the third game in the series, so we move on to game four. Where the Red Sox won nine to eight. 
in a walk-off fashion. Starters here, uh, Ryan Weber went five whole innings and only gave up two runs on one walk and two strikeouts. Opposite Chase Anderson, who gave up six runs and four with only three strikeouts. And uh, as a whole, the Tampa, Tampa Toronto gave up five homers, uh, Anderson giving up three of those to J.D. Martinez, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Bobby Dahlbach. Nice to see Dahlbach going deep. Um, Red Sox put up 15 hits this game. Uh, everybody in the starting lineup had a hit. Uh, the only person who uh, actually everybody, because Peraza didn't even have it at bat because he was a pinch runner. So, yeah, everybody had at least a hit. A uh, bunch of multi-hit games. Verdugo, two for five. Devers, two for five. Martinez, two for three. Vasquez, three for five. Dahlbuck, two for four. Um, hitting only 182, but he's made the most of his hits because he's already up to three uh, three homers in the season. So, yeah, nice to see what he has been doing. Um, we're, just what are your thoughts on Ryan Weber's start here? This seems to be pretty encouraging. Um, not something I'm going to continue to expect, but for him to be able to get through five whole innings with only two runs is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, um, I, I definitely was not expecting this. Um, but I, I don't know. Like The last couple of starts that Weber has had, he's at least kept um, the, the team in the game. It's not gotten like really out of hand like it was at the beginning of the season. So I've been encouraged. Um, I'm again. I'm not expecting this type of performance really ever again. But just as long as he can kind of keep us in the game, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, and it was it was good to see, um, or at least it hopefully should be good to see some encouraging base running there in the ninth to get the winning run across. The Red Sox the past couple of years have been kind of an embarrassment on the bases for the most part. Yeah. So it's nice to see Vasquez able to squeeze out an extra base and then eventually score the game-winning run on sacrifice uh, or fielder's choice. So uh, something that we haven't really been used to seeing, the Red Sox improved base running, and hopefully they can kind of continue to carry this out. Yeah, exp- yeah definitely. So we are tied Two to two going into the final game of the series, which the Blue Jays did eventually take ten to eight. Again, uh, there's a couple low scoring games, but for the most part, the Red Sox offense did not have trouble scoring runs. Um, Munoz went one for one and then got pulled. Looked like he uh, pulled a hamstring um, on the first at bat of the game, but they added another hit to the series. Uh, and what was kind of an impressive run for him here. Uh, the pitching matchup, though, uh, Andrew Triggs and Robbie Ray. Triggs went three, gave up one run, struck out four. His slider so far has been pretty impressive. Um, yeah. In his previous start, he did give up a bunch of runs. Um, I think it was like four in less than an inning, but had some really nice strikeouts on his slider and kept that going here with three innings and four strikeouts. And his slider has just dominated righties right now. It's really great to see that working because that uh, can be really an effective pitch out of the bullpen for the Red Sox, which is not um, – they have a lot of guys in this bullpen, and at least he looks like he belongs because he has a major league pitch. Exactly. So, at least he's uh, got he's got something in his back pocket that he can use to actually get batters out. So, totally. Right. Yep. Uh, and then Lair keeps getting innings and keeps giving up runs. Uh, he <laughs> went a third of an inning here, gave, giving up three runs. Uh, same thing with um, Matt Hall. Uh, struggled again, 
that's where nine of uh, Toronto's ten runs came from in an inning and a third, inning and two thirds. Hall gave up six, walking four, striking out two, and then Lair a third of an inning giving up three. Both of them have ERAs over ten, and um, I'm probably good just not seeing them again at this point. <laughs> We've seen a lot of these two guys, and yep. they just continue to give up runs. Yep, yep. If this, I, I uh, just watching this game, it was just awful. Like that inning, or uh, two innings, I suppose. It felt like like thirteen innings. It was just so long and so just awful. So I, I'm not really looking forward to seeing Hall or Lair anytime soon. Yeah, and speaking of uh, dragging on, this game was about 15 minutes shy of the longest nine-inning game in Major League history. It was about four and a half hours, and the record was like 442 uh, between the Red Sox and the Yankees in like 2008 or something like that. But the, this was this game just never freaking ended. It yeah. was a pain to watch. <laughs> Really but was. the Red Sox did eventually at the end make it interesting, scoring three in the eighth uh, to make it a two-run game before getting shut down in the ninth. Uh, some performances here. The Red Sox uh, batted ten hits, a two-for-five day from Bogarts, a two-for-three day from Ploiecki, whose average is up to three fifty-four uh, and a nine oh four OPS, uh, just continuing as we talked about his strong performance. Chavis went two-for-three, uh, and then a bunch of scattered hits for everybody else. Uh, Arauz <laughs> drew three walks, got on base a lot, scored two runs. Um, that kind of wraps up this series. Um, Toronto came into it uh, a game, I think, or a game and a half behind the Yankees for the second place in the division and then left this five-game series with a lead over the Yankees. Dang. So they are now the, well, I guess a top 60. I don't really know how the – those other seeds are going to work out in this playoff, but they are not one of the those last two wild, wild cards. So that is interesting to see if they can keep that going after all the moves they made at the trade deadline. They added a whole bunch of people. Oh, I actually didn't even say Robbie Ray was opposite Triggs in this game, and he went four innings, gave up four, struck out five uh, with three walks. It's kind of like a pretty typical Robbie Ray start, yes, racking it up is. strikeouts and walking <laughs> a lot. So. <laughs> Uh, what were your overall impressions of this massive five-game series for the Red Sox? Um, the offense, um, I mean, they just absolutely, you know, killed the Toronto Blue Jays pitchers. But um, unfortunately, some of these games, like just our bullpen, just couldn't quite hang on just enough to, to scrape over just at least maybe one more win or something. We did get two, but uh, the offense was very impressive. Yeah, offense continuing continuing to roll. Clearly not the problem. And as we kind of look ahead towards 2021, hope that uh, Bloom takes some steps to start addressing the pitching staff because I don't think I can watch an entire 162-game season of this. 60 games is hard enough. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't I, no, I can't do 162 of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back to preview the Phillies. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, next up for the Red Sox is a, uh, a goofy two-game series against the Phillies. That is a doubleheader all played tomorrow. Um, the last time the uh, Red Sox and Phillies met uh, was about a month ago, and the Phillies were kind of stumbling out of the gates, trying to kind of right themselves. Uh, now they are only two games behind Atlanta for the division lead in the NL East uh, and have been kind of on a tear, 3-7 and seven in their last 10, uh, scoring a bunch of runs. They added Alex Bohm, uh, one, of their top progs- one of their top prospects, to an offense that already featured some pretty impressive uh, bats. Bryce Harper, D.D. Gregorius, J.T. Ramutho, Gene Segura, Reese Hoskins. I mean, we talked about these the last time these two met, and they split a two-game series, uh, and Harper and Ramutho both did quite a bit of damage against the Red Sox, and I kind of don't expect that to really change <laughs> as the pitching matchups we have are Martin Perez versus Zach Eflin and Chris Mazza versus Vince Velasquez. Uh, Shelley... What are you kind of expecting from the Red Sox out of this this doubleheader here? Um, I, I think that we're going to split it. I mean, the Perez and Eflin matchups is is going to be pretty interesting because Perez. I mean, we just talked about his uh, his his no hit bid uh, through about five innings uh, with the Blue Jays. I mean, he, he's looking really good, and Eflin's actually putting up a pretty good season with the Phillies. So it's going to be a pretty good uh, fun. Uh, pitching duel there, and um, I, I'm hoping that we can hang on. Um, but then when it comes to Maza and Velasquez, it's basically a coin flip in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like it's going to be a split. It feels like they have the, the edge there in that Peraza matchup, and then the, the Maza matchup is just – it probably will end up being a lot of runs scored there yeah. both ways. Um, both offenses kind of heavy hitters. Um but as is the luck with the previous series, they avoid both Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, who are pitching great so far this season. So it really does kind of throw it up in the air for the Red Sox. Um, what? Well, I guess you just gave your your prediction there. Um, who do you think is going to be the MVP of the series? Um, I, I'm gonna go with Xander. Like that. That's just like my go-to guy. That he's just Mister Dependable to me. So I'm gonna go with Xander. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Verdugo. Nice. Just because he's been on a tear as well. I believe he still has a hit streak rolling here. So that's good to see. Um, interestingly enough, though, so we talked about the pitching matchups. Do you think that that it, both of these games are seven innings helps or hurts the Red Sox? Um. I guess it. I guess it helps. I suppose um, uh, less bad bullpen. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, it I feels mean, like if Perez goes like five, then there's a lot less that you have to kind of work with to get to the end of the game. Exactly to, to keep Philly's offense off the board. And as we saw in the the two the doubleheader against Toronto, like seven innings is enough for the Red Sox to put up a bunch of runs with their offense, so it seems like that might help them in the Perez matchup for sure. Yeah. The Mazda matchup I don't think is gonna 
really matter much. I think that really, that like you said, that one's a complete coin flip. But I think it does help them a lot with that Perez matchup. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and the the Phillies bullpen is is really not that great, even though they do have you know our old friends Workman and uh, Hembry there, but their bullpen is still kind of a mess. So should be yeah. interesting. Be nice to see both of them yeah. again. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll be we had a quick turnaround for you because both games are happening tomorrow. Uh, the Red Sox do have another off day on Wednesday, uh, and then they get right back at it with a four-game series against Tampa Bay. So uh, as you're listening to this on a fine Tuesday morning, uh, we may have another one for you on Wednesday. Yeah. So it uh, depends on our scheduling, but how late these doubleheaders go. But some nice, quick pre-cap pods for your ear holes. Yep. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again with you in a bit.